everyone, welcome back to the Book and Life podcast. Here today I will be doing the reading of the first 10 pages of Marie's World, The Aftermath, and I'll also read the introduction for Being Amber, um, so that'll be that'll be quite exciting. Uh, so we've got a, a little bit to go through today, so I'm going to get started and uh, we'll see we'll see where it goes. I'm I'm excited to share this with you guys, slightly nervous as these uh, these books are on sale um, and will be available to you all. So starting off with Marie's World, The Aftermath. This is, um, I will read you previously and then the, the uh, a little bit from chapter one. Marie leaves Los Angeles to head to Aberdeen where she's taking a secret job as a performer for the tourism board. There is something far darker behind her reasoning to leave the city, where she has built her career and over time her sister's professions. She is really escaping the upcoming launch of her twin sister's tell-all book, the final act of a twin who wishes to shatter the shadow she believes she's living under. Out of sheer guilt, she finds herself having to repair the damage that her father did years earlier. She has to create a successful route for his secret love child, Amber. Only Marie doesn't realise that the amount of time that she spends with Amber to make her feel a part of the family or loved is about to have a huge side effect on the rest of her family and her career. Layla's jealous streak for fame has now led to this moment at the guidance of her new boyfriend, a, ma- a despised man in both dance and wrestling. If only the shocking news ended there. Charlie, her father, has managed to hide his involvement in this book from Marie. What she does know is that her family is built on secrets and doing whatever it takes to survive. Marie meets Derek in Aberdeen and they rekindle a dying relationship. He doesn't know that Layla's about to release all of Marie's darkest, deepest secrets to the world. He believes her book attacks the entire dance world and that it did its best except her. Derek has a silent rage against Layla for breaking their rules and exposing their lies to the public that doesn't care about the real people behind the stories. Marie does her best to keep the tell-all book from Derek because she... because not just her secrets are coming out. The book doesn't stop his presence in her life. It goes after all those she has ever cared about and still cares about. Through the loss and tumble adventure to Aberdeen, Derek and Marie express their love for each other, but one of her secrets is that she doesn't love Derek more than her former husband, Harold. Her husband has made her endure so much pain that she knows she can't go back to him and be happy. Marie decides to party while facing the upcoming train wreck headed for her heading her way. When she can't bear to watch, she tries to get ready for the tourism video, but her mind is drawn back to her former husband, who knows she'll be wanting answers about her sister's actions. Matters are made worse when one of her former lovers descends upon her, a man who also happens to be her brother-in-law. 
Paris, Lynn, and Marie argue about her relationship with Derek. She reveals one of the secrets that her twin is about to drop on the world. She has a husband she's never told anyone about, a relationship she must keep from her father, one that may destroy their relationship forever. Marie also reveals that her husband felt like she was a she was such a control freak that Harold had to break up with her by dragging her so he could leave. Parsley threatens her so that she will leave Derek. Marie feels like she's about to lose complete control and wants to fight to get her life back. Yet she can't as she's forced to accept what her brother-in-law is telling her. Her spitfire personality kicks in and she decides to string out the deadline he gives her. Much to Parthland's horror, she continues to push boundaries with him until he feels helpless to do anything other than watch her do as she pleases. Marie thinks she gets she thinks Marie thinks she gets her life under control again in the club when her oldest fan and admirer returns to her life. Craig challenges her to a dance battle where another one of her secrets is outed. Marie is forced into an extreme street dancing routine which involves her jumping off the bar and a table into the waiting arms of Derek or landing on her feet. Even though she is hurt, she shows off and is determined to beat the man, constantly annoying her. her she wins and another one of her darkest secrets is outed for the whole club. Her old female dance, dancers who supported her gets a taste of what she has been missing, gives her a taste of what she's been missing, taking more, as she's been taking more acting jobs and doing less appearances on her reality show. Just when Marie is about to leave, she stumbles into Perthland, who almost gets into a fight with Derek. Heading to her home in Aberdeen, Marie gets a call from Amber. She tells Marie that Layla's in trouble and only she can help her. Marie starts to feel torn about the whole situation. Memories of her past torment her. She must face the truth about her past. At home, Derek fights, gets into a fight with Marie and they break up. Doing what she can to get herself together, she is then visited by Perthlin. He's a message from her former husband. The man wants her back and Perthlin gives her a photo of Harold and Marie. Harold gives her a photo of Harold with Marie at their secret wedding. The note says they have a lot to talk about, yet she wavers about the commitment. Marie is scared of the head of the entertainment company. Later, when Derek returns, he gets back together with a reluctant Marie. She finds herself more torn than ever. She shoots the video and is ready to go back to Chicago to save her sister from a fate worse than death. In the heat of the release coming from Layla's book, Marie is confronted by her estranged father. She and Charlie fight about her sisters and their past, how they have a broken family, and how Marie can't forgive him for leaving her and her sister behind. She doesn't understand how his former life could mean more to him than his daughters. Their argument continues to build as Derek hides in the kitchen, not wanting to be a source of Charlie's rage. They argue over Amber and how things continue to remain tense between them. Marie hates how her sacrifices have meant nothing to him. Once Charlie gives Derek approval to be with his daughter, he leaves the house. This is something that doesn't seem 
to matter to Marie, and this makes the situation with Derek tense. She goes out to clear her head and walks into her fan. He's not giving up on chasing her just yet. Long-term friend Alex removes Craig from the dance studio, where a secret meeting with her husband is sprung on her. Marie struggles against the emotions his presence brings out in her. He tells her that he doesn't want to fight her or fight for her. When this doesn't work, Marie finds herself in a much darker conversation with him. One old yet brings up new emotions within her. She must make the all-tell film about herself if she wants to protect her sister and family. After all, he's the one with all the power and she's the one with the most to lose. Later, Marie agrees to go to her sister's aid when Layla calls pleading for help. Feeling slightly used, Marie gets ready to go to Chicago. At the airport, she meets her father who's determined to help. With her sister's book out, Marie finds herself under more pressure to do the right thing. She knows that soon they will all know what she did and what she wasn't that she wasn't just Harold's wife. She'd been a hypocrite and trained in the same industry as he did. Maria arrives at the film set to help rescue her sister and spoils the plot of two men romantically entangled with Layla. Visiting Harold in his office, Marie tries to make things better with him, but it ends badly and she's hurt. His rudeness reminds her of where he believes her place is. She now understands he hasn't learned a thing and wants their life to return to, to what it was. She tries to whip the team into shape for the film with dance rehearsals and realises the mountain she must climb. Marie knows that she must come up with a plan. When she goes to the hotel, she finds Derek breaking up with her and goes into a tailspin. When she is standing in the cold, she realises that she wants to take down her husband once and for all, to teach him that business isn't everything and there are far more important things in life. The only way to achieve what she needs to do is to do it from within the entertainment company itself, if her family is ever to be whole and safe again. Chapter 1 Marie rolled up over and felt the cold pillow next to her. Her mind slowly started to flicker through the memories of last night. She knew what she, what must she knew then what she she had to do. The mess that she had created and would continue to create if she didn't get a handle on all of this. Past experiences had taught her that this wasn't going to help anyone. Rather, it would get her family more into the thick of things. Perthlin hadn't left her mind since Harold fell asleep. They had, they had talked most of the night, and her thoughts refused to leave the man that made her come back here. She rubbed her eyes as flickers of memories filled her mind's eye. Her hands trembled her toes curled at the mere thought of what happened between them. This was before her mind managed to put the pieces together. Memories, hidden within the corners, were scrambling to get out. Her mouth grew dry and she wasn't, e she wasn't even there in front of him. Seriously, Perthlin, she muttered, pressing the back of her hand against her forehead. The end of her nose 
grew far colder. Her heart started to beat hard in her chest. Her mouth grew drier and her legs moved restlessly as she lay there. The downside to being a dancer, they couldn't sit still. Parthen waited for her in the kitchen. He knew her well enough to know that every night she would come downstairs about 3.30 and get a drink. Marie learned a long time ago that Parthen, for whatever reason, made a point of making her the only important thing in his life. All she did know was that they were going to be having this chat at some point or another. Coming into the kitchen, her stomach tightened and she stopped dead when she, she saw his five foot nine inch shadowed silhouette in the moonlight. Her hand rested on the door frame and she inspected him with a nervous look. She stood staring at him topless with a pair of short boxer shorts on, his long hair resting around his shoulders and a wide tooth filled grin while his eyes bored into hers. There were very few men that could make her feel both embarrassed and ashamed at the same time. Yet here, Perthon was doing both while making a heat burn in her cheeks. He caught her gaze, admiring his, the, chisels, the abs chiseled into his stomach. I knew this was coming, she said, and tried to slip past him. His thick muscle arms reached out, stopping her. She hadn't ever felt so exposed in her thigh lent blood-red silk nightdress. A present Harold had picked out for her. The man liked to control everything, right down to the clothes she wore. Marie had pulled her hair up into the onto the top of her head. Her pale feet pattered against the floor. The bracelet with her married marriage name on it glowed in the dim light. Her wedding ring sparkled, reminding her that she was now owned by a man that only wanted the best of the best. The sweet smell of coconut filled the air. She knew that he took to heart her conversation with him. She felt herself swoon over the fact he wanted to improve himself for her. Perthlin seemed to be adapting to make her want what she knew that she couldn't open herself up to. Marie. We do need to talk, a harshness echoed in his tone. Thomas went straight to the point, and that was the part of the reason she had many problems with him. Perthlin offered her nearly everything that she ever wanted. You have what you want, Perthlin. I'm with Harold, Marie said. He tipped her head up so that she had to make eye contact with him. She hated that he did this, and he wanted to scream at him that it tore at her defences and she couldn't allow him to be inside her anymore. Perthen was the most dangerous heartbreaker stalking the halls of WWIC. If she ever told him, he would put her back to square one. There were moments when she did anything for any time she could get with him. Only, You only give me a part of what, I'm look, what I want, he whispered in her ear, leaning close breath danced across her cheek as aftershave brought up a warmth inside her, making her breathless. She almost fell in, fell to the floor. Her tongue glued itself to the top of her mouth, but his hand reached out, grazing her stomach. We need to start working out the plan. My brother has ways of disarming us. I can't afford to be caught this time. You know the secret meeting I had with you before I came back? I don't think it can work, not with us working together. 
Marie hinted at something that tied her inside in knots, especially when another smile spread itself over his face, and it wasn't a warm one. She swallowed hard. So that's the uh, the previously and the beginning of Marie's world, the aftermath. And now I'm just going to read you the induction, uh, introduction to being Amber. My name is Amber Hitchin, formerly Jameson, before taking my biological father's name. And I'm telling my tale from the Susan series. I was the one of the few people who spent half her life living a lie and the other half of my life trying to fix the family that, w that was actually mine. I've always felt out of place in my mother's family and through this book I'll tell you how I found out where I really belong. What a life some would say. For so long I wondered why I didn't fit in with the, fa with the family. I found out when the lie was revealed how many people out there are like me. They didn't feel like they fitted in and they didn't question it or themselves. They were the good ch child and coexisted with the family. This is my story. It's not as colorful as my half-sisters. There's no secret marriage, babies or other scandals that you might expect from the Hitchens' daughters. Rather, it's all about the fight I was forced to be a part of. I'm so glad my father was a fourth generation wrestler. He led me to where I am and why I should be there. As I sit here in the headquarters of WIC, I remember the journey I took to arrive to in this place. It's a road that must be experienced to understand. There were many moments that made me think I wouldn't be alive to witness our success from our battles. I never thought I'd go from unknown dancer to a star in Hollywood and co-owning a successful dance studio with my half-sister. I never thought I'd be the one being asked for my opinion on dance videography. That was what my road was, a battle in a longer, larger war. A war we won. My position of half-sister in a family that not only described themselves as dysfunctional, they would win the championship belt each year if there was such an award for the worst dysfunctional family. I needed to find my feet and understand where I stood. That meant occasionally finding the two people I spent most of my life looking up to. This wasn't even the hardest part of my life, but the scariest thing I needed to accept. I was a daughter of a famous wrestler, a sister to a dancer who made her mark on the world through a studio that was more successful than some of the entertainment companies surrounding us. I became a wrestler myself and st still owned half the studio. There are a lot of wrestlers that give me side causes. I pay them no attention. It's a shame that I will never be equal in their eyes. I have been here for a long enough to know what it means to ride into the sunset. I knew how important it is to have something to depend upon if things go wrong and in the ring or out. I grew too sore, too old to do this anymore. When I do, I have a way 
furthest thing from a Barbie doll that one can go. I am in a, in a place where I can now share my journey with the world, taking a leaf out of my half-sister's book. In fact, Layla's book. This is what happened to me and what caused me to change so much. There is a major change in my personality that I once had. That's maybe why I'm so cold with people and keep a very tight circle of friends. This is one thing that my fellow colleagues always bring up in interviews. So they're so desperate to know, why do I keep my distance and want to be with select people? This is my way of telling them my story from the beginning, when the hurricane and destroyer of normal lives entered mine. Charlie turned up in my life when I didn't expect it. He made my already upside down world more frantic and dramatic. I was once a bubbly innocent girl who thought that blood meant everything. Love was something that everyone should have. I was about to learn that I was wrong and that one person has to look out for themselves more than other people. I learned that family was something that you defended until you can't pick up your hands anymore to fight. Who taught me that? My own half-sister Marie. Who discovered that love was a double-edged sword and one that would cut both ways no matter what a person believes. I'm about to show you some parts of her life that never made it into her books. Parts of her life that Layla left out. I know far more than anyone gives me credit for. I guess this is also going to be my downfall in the end. There are ways, there, there are always three sides to every story, and somewhere in those three sides is the truth. I guess you could say that my side of the story to do with to do with these twins is the truth and the parts that no one wants to read. With a new man in my life I'm about to marry, I find myself at the end of one journey. It's been a rocky road for him as well, but he has a lot to learn, not just from those who walk the halls of WIC, but from a death that almost shattered everything we believed in. That death tears at my heart every day. With tears dripping from my long lashes, I turn my story over to you. I know that this person will never be forgotten. And I know that my scars will never heal. Marie most certainly will not be the same as she becomes the one who had to rise from the ashes again to put back together the jigsaw that is my family. So you've had an introduction to two of my books, Being Amber is a spin-off. And uh, next time I will read the spin-off, uh, the other spin-off novel we have, which is Charlie, um, Charlie's Reclaiming Honor. And I'll also uh, read the beginning of Carla. So thank you for stopping by to check out these, uh, the reading of my two novels. I'm sorry that I made a couple of mistakes while reading it there, but uh, that's the fun of dyslexia for you guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you a part of the Book and Life podcast family, and I am super excited to see where this leads. Thank you all again. Bye.